Thanks so much for being here. Really appreciate your time. Here we are, Tuesday, January 30th. You can be pretty proud of yourself if you've made it this far. You've got one and a half days to go until dry January wraps up. And I know a lot of people are feeling so good about giving up the booze for January. They've decided, you know what? I'm going to go for another. I'm going dry February. And if you are having problems with this, hey, you're in good company. I think you're in good company. It's my humble opinion because I'm in your company. I tried to dry January. I didn't get too far. Um, but I got some bad news and I decided, you know what? I'm going to have a drink on Friday night. And then I decided that on the weekends it was a pass, but I went to like a sort of semi-dry Jan- January, like a moist. That's a terrible word. A moist January. Here to talk about it and help us through it, not just myself, but you. We're joined by performance coach and therapist and host of At Your Best Saturday from 11 till 1 right here on the Chorus Radio Network, Yona Bud. Yona, I got to, uh, I got some bad news at the beginning of January, some horrible news. And I decided that I would uh, forget dry January. It's the weekend. I'm going to have a drink. Is that something that we should be concerned about when we start to have a drink because we got some bad news. Is that a warning sign? Not that I think that I've got a drinking problem, but is that something to be aware of? You know, uh, excuse me, sorry that you got the bad news to begin with, and thanks for having me here. You know, it's what I'm not sure I'd call it a warning sign. So here's my opinion. My opinion is if you're drinking to relax and have fun with friends, it's probably not a bad idea. I feel the same about marijuana as well. Yeah. If you're drinking to make your crummy day better, probably something you need to pay attention to. Right. So if our go-to when life falls apart is one drink, and maybe it's some bad news or just a bad day at the office, then when stuff really gets bad, that becomes a half a bottle, maybe a bottle, maybe a bender. And, and the trick is to avoid going to things as a solution that just aren't good for you. Right. And it, we know that alcohol is a, is a, a, it's a depressive. Mm-hmm. So it's going to bring you down even more than you thought. It's just, I think it's the, it's the habit of, oh, I almost think there's some romantic attachment to that. Do you know, through movies and pop culture, it's like, ah, bad news. I better pour myself a a stiff drink. I got some bad news. You know, I watch a lot of TV, to be honest, and uh, one of the shows I watch is Blue Bloods uh, when they're back on after the strike. And, uh, you know, any serious family conversation, they're all pouring a bourbon or a scotch or whatever they got in that bottle. Um, You know, every family dinner, there's wine and, and, and booze. Pretty much every TV show, every movie that we watch, um, is somehow connected to having a rough day at the office. I'll pour myself something to drink. Uh, we, we just associate relaxation and, de- and decompression and de-stress with alcohol, and it's absolutely wrong. Okay, so let's open up the phone lines here at 416-870-6400, 1-888-225-TALK. Want to maybe give you uh, some tips if you have any questions for Yona on how you could continue on with the dry January into February, or if there's any warning signs that you should... Uh, be aware of, because I'm I'm sure there are some here and there, like my question. And, you know, drinking less isn't just for problem drinkers, right? What are the health benefits of limiting your alcohol consumption? Well, let's start with calories, right? There's a lot of calories in alcohol. Oh, so, you're, so if you're speaking if you're, my language, yeah, Jonah. And, my, and mine too. So if you're having a hard time fitting into uh, your clothes after Christmas, um, you know, alcohol is a great way to start. So, um, calories for sure. It does have, it does play on your organs as you get older, uh, heart, uh, your heart, your spleen, your kidneys, your uh, liver for sure. Uh, so there are physical ailments that come with it. It, it deprives us of good sleep. 
Uh, yeah, too boy, much alcohol really messes with your sleep. Quite the contrary. People say, you know, I got hammered last night and had a great night's sleep. I said, no, you didn't. You had a great pass out, right? So passing out isn't the same as a great night's sleep. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it causes depression and lack of motivation. So, you know, there are things that we just don't pay attention to and wonder why I'm so groggy on Monday morning after going hard Friday and Saturday night, maybe Sunday afternoon watching the football game. And then Monday you're like dragging around. You can't focus. You're not clear. Uh, that's the booze talking. Yeah. Um, what about replacing one vice with another? Is there a fear of that? You know, because it's, you know, I did a sober October and how I looked at it was I'm not going to drink through the month of October and that was no problem. But, you know, I had a couple of cannabis drinks here and there. So great. That's a great position. So to have a couple of cannabis drinks here or there or have a couple of beers here or there, have a glass of wine here or there, not a big deal. Um, replacement. So if someone is of an, has an obsessive kind of personality, I'm not saying they're diagnosed, but has an obsessive personality. In other words, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to be all, all in or I'm not in at all. Right. Um, that personality is not going to change because you decide not to drink. So replace the compulsion with something good for you. So perhaps a trip to the gym, perhaps learning how to cook healthy food, uh, perhaps, you know, binging in, uh, you know, in the evening instead of having a drink, find some funny TV or funny movie that you can watch. So you're filling your, your alcohol need with joy and laughter. Um, you can replace that obsession with something else that's good for you. But to replace it with something that um, is filling the void for the same reason. In other words, if you had the cannabis drinks because you felt crummy and you were hoping that would make you feel better, same as drinking because you're feeling down. If you're having the cannabis drinks just to have a little giggle, nothing wrong with it. Same for a drink or two. So it's a re- none the, it starts with how, why we do what we do in order for us to determine what we can do instead. And a lot of people find fitness, walking, puzzles, building things, uh, learning new things, playing a musical instrument, uh, a great thing to replace all the time, money, and energy they spent on alcohol and uh, drugs. When it comes down to people uh, leaning heavily into alcohol, how much of it starts as a time filler? Oh, does boredom uh, equal alcohol, alcohol equal boredom? Um a lot of the time, yeah. a lot of the time, um, you know, you can I deal with it through road, road warriors, people that are on the road for a living, you know, with their downtime, they're in the bar or in the mini bar. Um, it seems to be a, a filler of, of uh, downtime. I think more so for isolation and loneliness than the boredom piece. So it's really hard to find the line between isolation, loneliness, and boredom because they all feel crummy. Right. Um, depending on what you're trying to, to soothe with whatever it is you're using. Okay, that's interesting. So if you're just joining us right now, I want you to uh, give us a call if you have any questions. You know, maybe you're doing dry January and it was a massive success. How easy was it? I'm curious to find out how easy it was for you to give up the booze or how difficult. I mean, were you like me? I did just, you know, something came up and you're like, okay, well, I'm not going to defeat myself here entirely with the dry January. I'm just not going to drink at all on weekdays. Doesn't matter if we're out to dinner. I'm going to just limit it to weekends. Um, And did you replace drinking with somebody else? Because something else rather. I would like to know 416-870-6400. You can also text at 416 870-6400. 870-6400. If you don't know Yona, uh, get to know him. You can listen to uh, At Your Best Saturday from 11 o'clock with Yona Bud. He's a performance coach and a therapist and, I guess, radio host, too. So let's uh, let's see how he can help us uh, progress on our journey. Because I know, Yona, it seemed to me, like, I, I did this deep dive into where this began, the idea of uh, a dry January. Do you know? I don't know the origin. No, I The I origin, believe it or not, was back in 1942. Oh, wow. And it started in Finland. 
They had their own sober January, and it was because the Finnish government made a decision uh, to limit everybody's alcohol intake to save on money on resources. So it was uh, part of their war effort against the Soviet Union. Sober January reduced the consumption of alcohol on the front line, keeping the welfare of soldiers in mind. And then they asked the citizenry to follow suit, and that saved money nationwide. And then after several decades, it spread to the UK. So the dry January we know now launched in 2013 under an organization called Alcohol Change UK. It's a charity that focuses on reducing the harm caused by alcohol in society. When you talk to people who have alcohol dependency, where is where is their most source of remorse when it comes to the harm that they feel they've done? Is it is it the harm they've caused to others? Yeah. 90% of the time, the harm they've caused to others. And then <clears throat> inadvertently somehow, uh, you know, the harm they've caused to their career, the harm they've caused to, you know, their reputation with friends, but it's really their loved ones. So typically if they're in a situation with a partner and, and, and God forbid kids, um, everybody plays alcoholism. Addiction is a family disease. Everybody gets to play, right? Last year, 509 pubs shut down in the UK. Why? Because... People aren't drinking as much as they used to. In fact, people are accepting uh, the trend of a dry January more than ever. This is the driest ever, according to pubs in Britain. And I think it's good to take a pause every once in a while, take Sadak. We're doing that today, and we're helping you through any of your questions with Yona Budd, our performance coach and therapist. Uh, He'll talk strategies and warning signs that may indicate that dry February is for you. James in Toronto, welcome to the Kelly Cutrera Show with Yona Budd. Um, you apparently did a dry January, but it started a little bit earlier. Can you talk about why and your successes? Yeah, well, uh, hi, Kelly and Yona. Um, I just, uh, I, it was, uh, August of 2020. So during the pandemic and we all had nothing uh, better to do. And I was, uh, I had already been in that point drinking like a uh, daily, not, not a lot, but it was like a thing that I felt like I had to do. And, um, I just decided I was going to stop uh, altogether, and I um, read a book by uh, Alan Carr, the, the easy way to control alcohol. And anybody that is thinking about doing it, I, I would encourage you to do it because you'll never feel better. Like I've never felt better, and I feel like I'm free from the prison that I was in before. I felt like I was obligated to drink, and now I, I don't feel that way at all. I, in fact, I feel amazing. That's, uh, that's incredible. Well, so far, so far, I got to tell you, just congratulations, and uh, you're hopefully you're an inspiration to everybody that's listening for sure. Um, what did you replace it with, bro? Like, if you were drinking every day, or even a little bit, you say you know, not a lot, but every day, what what did you replace that time, or what did you do with the money? What did you do with the that that need at the end of the day to what did you fill that void with? Um, well, like uh, I I started exercising, started doing. Um, I was also doing uh, some other things like renovations and stuff to kind of keep me busy. But, yeah, um, but, but what, um, what, what I found, and one of the things in that book is that um, if you, if you ever like, I think dry January is actually almost a, a bad idea. Why? Because and I'll tell you why, because what, what I feel like it does is it, 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 it makes you deprive yourself of something that you want. So if you want to drink and you're saying for January, I'm not going to drink, you you deprive yourself and then you create this feeling of resentment in yourself so that when you do give up, you're going to go at it harder. So that's, 
That's a really good point, brother. It's a, that's a really good point. So it's like, it's like white knuckling it for 30 days and then you can hardly wait for, you know, day one of February to come around so that you can go hard uh, that weekend with your, with your boys. I, I, I agree with you. I think if you're not serious about doing it with, with a, with a full heart, like you did uh, with proper motivation and uh, a designed outcome that you're really looking forward to, and you're just doing it because you just want to see if you can tough it out. Um, I don't think it's, I don't think it's healthy. I don't, I, I think that you're, you're going to find yourself in a place where you have to fill that, like you said, you have to fill that with something else and likelihood it won't be anything any better. So um, I'm with you. I think when you're ready, when you say you're done and you're done, uh, you're done. And until you're actually ready to be done, uh, whether it's January, February or any other month, um, I think it's, uh, I, I think it's kind of a, you, you fool yourself if you want to do it just for a health reason. And it's, you know, you, you find that you're not all, all itchy and irritated and in your skin, anxious about, about life because you're not drinking anymore. And you can do it just by changing your, your lifestyle a little bit, not a big deal. But for a lot of people, as you know, I'm sure, you know, you drank for a reason. It wasn't cause you were thirsty, right? Yep. Yep. No, it was, it was, but it was almost out of a uh, habit. Yeah. I, I grew up with it in my family too. I yeah. watched my parents both do it. Yeah. So it was just something like, you know, and, and that's the thing about drinking that I find is that it's so many different things to so many people. It's a reward for hard work. Yeah. Can it's I ask a you a question, James? Did yeah, you, did your, your friend base change? Good question. Um, Very good question. To be honest, uh, not really. Like I, I'll be honest. I still have the same small group of friends. We go up to a, a cottage every once in a while. Everybody drinks around me, and I can tell you, without like hesitation, it doesn't bother me at all. And here's here's why. I'm going to tell you why. Because if you don't have the desire to do something, then it doesn't bother you that other people are doing it around you because you don't want to do that. So let me ask you something. So let me ask you something. Forget about you and you drinking, because you and I both yep. know what this is like, right? Now you're yep. sitting in a room with four or five of your bros, right? Your your best buddies. Sure. Three of them are smashed, right? Yep. Don't you find it a little bit off-putting to watch your drunken buddies later on in the night, in the night when they're like way over the edge? Yeah, like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna deny that. Um, you know, uh, like, I, like here's here's another example. I went to a wedding recently, and uh, you know, it's an open bar. Everybody's like intoxicated. I'm drinking um, cranberry and soda. Yeah, my favorite. And and. Uh, uh, and you know, um, it doesn't bother me, but you know what, you know what, like instead of leaving at one, you know, after 10 and I feel amazing, you know, and you want to know, <laughs> yeah. what, 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 you're you great. Know what I'm saying? I wake up in the morning, fresh as a daisy, like a, right? Like a million dollars. Yeah, man. So tell me right. the one thing you miss by not drinking. Can you, can you find me one thing that's, that's changed not for the better in your life because you stopped drinking? Absolutely nothing. Yeah, I, I love you, nothing. brother. I'd give you a hug, right? You know, and you, and you know what? So I'll, I'll tell you what I do. I, I used to love actually the taste. Like, I love drinking beer. Yeah. I enjoy the taste, of it, yeah. and it was always a thing for me. So you know what I do now? I drink a 0.0. And you really, and so that's good. See, I would think you'd have to avoid all that if you were somebody that drank every day. So it, that's a, we, can, we can say it's a slippery slope for some because yeah. it's the holding of the, so I would recommend, for example, in this particular case, if you're drinking non-alcoholic beer, drink it from a glass as opposed to from the can or the bottle. Um, so change the delivery method so it doesn't even feel like it used to when you were right. drinking beer. But in terms of, you know, this young man is very resolute in his decision and uh, clearly he's not, uh, you know, uh, he's not triggered by other people or holding something that smells or tastes like beer. So if it works for you, all the better. Yep. Yep. I, I would, anybody that's considering it, please read that book by Alan Carr. It's amazing. What's book the book called again? 
It's, it's called The Easy Way to Control Alcohol, and it's by a guy named Alan Carr. He's a British guy, and he wrote, he's, he's famous for his book on quitting smoking. And I, I, so I got smoking with this book, and, and I, I ended up reading. He did another book on, on quitting alcohol, and I, I can tell you, anybody that's thinking about it, it is the most empowering book, and it's not about um, telling you the negative things because everybody knows all the negative things mm-hmm. about drinking. Everybody knows all the negative stuff about smoking, and we do it, you know, despite that. It's it's about changing your mindset. And as soon as you change the mindset, it it doesn't take. There's no there's no willpower involved when you don't have the desire to do something. Okay, James, I have like about thirty seconds left with you, so I want to ask you what is the one piece of advice that he gave in that book that sticks with you if you were to whittle it down. I would say that uh, don't don't ever cut back. Don't cut back. Don't, don't restrict yourself. Make the decision to stop, and 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 and, and like embrace the fact that you that you accept the benefits. Always outweigh, uh, you know, all the bad stuff about drinking and smoking, for that matter. Did like you everything. did nothing, you quit? Nothing that gets better. James, did or, you or quit worse. drinking while you were reading the book, or after you had completed it? You, you, no, no. He actually in that book, it's the smoking. He takes the same approach, and you he encourages you to maintain whatever you're doing. You don't stop it. You don't cut down. That's why that's why people fail because you create this this feeling of of deprivation and you get resentful and then you get embarrassed when you fail. Sure. Right? I appreciate that. Listen, James, you, you wise words. Amazing. It's been amazing talking to you. I got to leave it at that uh, because we've got more calls standing by and we'll get to those as we continue on with Yona Bud. It's the Kelly Kitrera show. It appeared out of nowhere, seemingly dry January, this concept of giving up booze for a month. Remember when it became kind of trendy? I think it was first on my radar like five years ago. It was pre-pandemic at the very least. Yona Bud is with me. Uh, he's a performance coach and, uh, coach and therapist. Uh, Yona, do you recall when you first heard of Dry January? When it hit your radar? Uh, yeah, I would say when I first broke into, when I first started studying addiction counseling and I, my first uh, placement was at the Addiction Research Foundation. It's now part of CAMH. And, I, and, and we remember, I remember a whole campaign uh, around December about about dry January and pamphlets and stuff. How many years ago was this? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Was it a couple of decades? Because you're shaking your head. Really? A bunch of decades. Okay, then for me, it must have been just like a social media thing. Like it just became apparent to me. No, it's it's, I'm a late bloomer. Yeah, I, I, you know, I I don't, uh, it was never something that was in my personal life. Like I I didn't, you know, um, so it's something that was, you know, a campaign around, uh, Drinking, uh, not drinking in January. I think it was a mad campaign, actually, if I'm starting to think okay, about the Okay, Mothers Against Drunk Driving. Yeah, Mothers Against Drunk Driving. Okay, well, they say it originated uh, back in 1942 in Finland, and then uh, the Brits took hold of it in 2013, uh, and they organized under Alcohol Change UK, and it focuses on reducing harm caused by alcohol in society. Look, it is so prevalent. Uh, so many people, it's in our language. I'm going to go to the grocery store, and I'm going to go to the Lickbo on the weekend and I'm going to get supplies for the weekend that thinking of, you know, crossing out one of those places, those stops on your list is a big deal. But, uh, Rob in Muskoka did it. Rob, what, ha- tell us your story. Well, you know, I did January. Okay. But I have a question for your expert. <laughs> COVID kicked my butt and I turned it. I was sucking back six months in like a 60 a week. 
I was wow. one of those people. The paychecks were coming in. You know, we really work uh, really slow. So, you know, the money's coming in. There's nothing to do. We moved up to the island, put internet in, and, you know, you just have a drink at noon while you're on the computer. And it, it, it took my doctor and the numbers on my liver to say, hey, buddy, what's what's going on? And I'm just curious, have, did anybody else have that issue with COVID of just being stuck at home and, and, and just start heavy drinking? Thousands. Thousands and thousands. First of all, thanks for calling and thanks for sharing. Um, by the way, you just described the perfect storm for someone to take a bunch of booze up to a, a, a you know isolated place and drink yourself half to death. And uh, thankfully, you got a handle on it before your liver really started to get ugly. You must have known anyway. You must have seen a little yellow in your eyes and such as it was getting to that stage. Not, I, I wasn't. I didn't have the yellow, but I was literally vomiting every morning yeah oh. yeah there you, yeah there you trying go. to justify yeah. that, that was normal yeah so so i want you to know something that you know unfortunately you fit into a, a a large category of people who once secluded so once isolation seclusion so that's what happened during covid and then taking away whatever reason you had to get up every day to go to work whatever your work was take that purpose away that schedule that that, that you know the the hustle and the bustle of getting ready to go to work you know being pissed off it's cold outside but you go anyway you know that all, yeah. take all that away so it sounds to me like a guy like you and a guy like me, now what am I going to do? So unless you got a really good COVID plan and we didn't have time to create one, unless you got a COVID plan and can treat it, you know, in a, in a healthier way, I think a lot of us would do it differently now, but I think you fell into the same trap that tens of thousands of Canadians fell into. And, uh, certainly, you know, my, my practice, my, uh, at home recovery practice and my, my residential treatment centers, uh, through the roof in terms of people, you know, needing the kind of care that we can provide. So, you know, the fact that you turned it around though, and whatever, if your doctor's the one that did it for you, great. Thank you doctor buy him a gift every year uh celebrate the time that he told you to stop because those are the years that he gave you extra years to maybe live maybe a bottle of scotch is inappropriate <laughs> no, but no a couple extra years yeah. to live and make a donation to us or something yeah. on his behalf uh but listen man stay the course because you know the physical ramifications and how you got there is irrelevant whatever happened to you during covid happened to you during covid you are where you are today so celebrate where you are today celebrate your sobriety and i want you to know just sharing what you just shared today probably saved thousands of people's uh, uh thoughts and re- against recovery and probably helped a lot of people get sober so let me ask you this rob you said you did the dry january are you gonna move on to february or what are you gonna do now you know what after listening to the show i've come to an epiphany so give it up, no, buddy. Give it up anymore, but but it, it, it's time for me. It's and give it, it up scary because I didn't have a reason. Yeah, I mean, we were COVID. The whole family. Yep. We have an island and boats and toys yep. and, yep. and all yep. this stuff. But it was me hiding there. You're knowing I don't have to drive anywhere. I don't yep. have to see anybody. And, and it was. I'm glad I called because I felt like I was the only one. And now, no, man, you said like like I'm a normal guy. I work hard. I was in the office every day at six thirty yep. in the morning. Yeah, and then just going, okay, there's nothing to do. We're at the island, you know, which we have guests up. You have a couple of drinks on the weekend, and it just got out of hand. So listen, man, you've done the hard part. You've done the first thirty. Just there, there's not there, what. Tell me one thing that you miss from not drinking. Is there one thing that you you know you'd say, wow, I wish I could have a drink because of this. Is there anything that you miss? You know. Uh, not really. The answer is no. Come on, who are you kidding? The answer is no. Is. You know the answer is no. Yeah. I know the answer is no. So stick with it. You're a superstar. Yeah, it, stick with it. And I don't. I don't miss being sick every of day. Of course like not. I got. I got to that point. 
No. And I couldn't believe I got to that point. You want to live long enough to enjoy all your toys and your family and all that, and it's much easier to do when you're not puking up blood and feeling like garbage every morning. So stay the course. You're a superstar for getting this far. It would be a shame to turn back now. Rob, uh, before thank, you go, Robert. Thank you for your... I'm listening. Yeah, before you go, and I want you to express your gratitude to Yona for sure, but I just want to thank you for calling in. Yeah, man. Because you said that this show has kind of been an epiphany for you to call in, to keep it going, uh, to, to quit, you know, drinking and, and keep it going. Uh, it means so very much to us that we're, we're, we're here for you. So don't forget that. And, uh, and, and I just want to say, you know, as much as it means to us, you've been here for somebody. There's somebody right now yes, absolutely. in their car that's listening to you going, wow, that sounds like my life, that you might have changed their well, life. You just can't see them. I'm proud of you, buddy. Yeah, th- thanks for this topic today because... What's happened today will affect me. Thank you. And thank you. It'll affect uh, both of us. I really appreciate the call. I'm not alone today. Yona Bud is our guest. Uh, Yona is host of At Your Best Saturday, 11 to 1, here on the Chorus Radio Network. He's a performance coach and a darn good therapist. Uh, He is walking us through some of the uh, questions you have surrounding dry January because you've got two more days to go. And if you are successful if you've been successful congratulations well done it's not easy not everybody can do it and give yourself a pat on the back you're almost there uh bruce and aaron welcome to the kelly kitchrera show with yona bud good afternoon so accolades to all those came before me that's super super very proud of everybody that's nice to start off that way so what is your story have you done a dry january are you you in the midst of a dry january I was self-employed uh, for 43 years in the automotive trade. I always had a pocket full of cash in my pocket. and came down to, in the last number of years, I was drinking a bottle of vodka every day. Every day. Wow. Anyway, in January, uh, sorry, July, um, in in 2015, I got charged with the parrot, went through the whole uh, background track and so forth, got it, went through the court, because I was guilty, uh, didn't try to... Uh, uh, try to put it off. I, I paid for my mistake, and uh, and I haven't had a drink since. And then uh, July 29th, 2015, and July 29th, 2016, I quit smoking cold turkey because your brother did the heart operation on me. So, oh, anyway, wow. Okay. I quit both of the, uh, those vices. Uh, cold turkey, I just feel um, not a whole lot better physically, but I sure do better I uh, feel better in my head that I was able to do it uh, without going through therapies and such. And I never really had any um, any uh, problems like quitting, no, no withdrawal or anything like that. So, so what, yeah, what did you uh, what did you replace the the big bucket of vodka every day with? Uh, absolutely nothing. Okay, so when you were drinking, you know, throughout the course of the day, because you had tons of money in your pocket and you're out there working. Yep. You, you were doing it to be social. You were doing it to, you were bored. Oh. Like, what was the reason for getting hammered? Because like, that's getting hammered stage. That's not just, you know, a having a couple a of drinks. Oh, a week. No, it was uh, seven days a week. I bet oh, seven days a week. Five. I'm sorry. Well, okay. I, went through five, I bet you went through five bottles of booze in a week. Okay. And uh, I saw the bottom most days of that bottle and... Uh, Good. So what do you what do you t- so what, why don't you do this because we we have some other callers here why don't yeah. you uh, give us one tip 
that worked for you, that's kept you so solid? Because that one tip, I learned this from Kelly, that one tip that, uh, that you could offer uh, that not only got you, you know, off of booze, but off of booze and cigarettes, man, that's, like the, that's like almost like a trifecta. You just got to get yourself feeling healthy now. That's the only thing I would suggest. Uh, what did you do? What do you tell everybody? The one I, thing. I just think it was just a matter of pride. I knew I had to do it. Uh, fortunately for me, I didn't uh, uh, physically hurt anybody. Yeah. Uh, have four children. I'm sure it affected them, but I just felt good. It was time. Yeah. It was the prime opportunity to do it, and um, and I just did it. And I'm uh, very much a fan of yours every Saturday night too. So amazing! It's just wonderful, it's just wonderful to. Uh, be part of this uh, conversation today. Thanks for joining us, buddy. You're the you're the best. Yeah, really appreciate your call. Thanks so much, Bruce. Let's go to James in or Jason in Markham. Welcome to the Kelly Cotrera Show. Uh, did you are you in the midst of a dry January and how's it been going? I I got a call yesterday from the Canadian Cancer Society um, saying, "Are you going to join us for a dry fap?" And I said, "Well, why not? I've done it before. Let's." I'm a, I'm a lightweight social drinker and. I'm in the envy position of the my threshold of my tolerance of, of alcohol has declined dramatically, and I don't really feel great after having sometimes just one beer. And mm-hmm. I go, why bother? Like, I mean, why, why bother? It's not worth it. I get a headache. And, um, yeah, I, I think as you get older, some people just don't um, tolerate it anymore. I go, why, why not just take the whole month off and just see how that goes? You know, it's uh, it sounds to me like it's something you're going to you want to continue uh, to do because if you're feeling better, like you know, everyone that we're that we're hearing from says, you know, I I, I got sober, I'm getting sober, uh, I really feel great. Uh, in my mind, I would say, you know, I think to myself, like, then why would you go back to something? that you didn't feel great about at that time as well. So if you're, if you're doing it, I would suggest you keep doing it. And yeah, I agree with you, man. You, you lose the taste for it. Like it's, you know, it's, you know, it's fun when you're young, right? You, you get away with stuff. Maybe when you're a little younger, it's, it's, it's kind of fun. It's kind of a, a boysy thing to do for a while or a girlsy thing to do if, with your, with your pals. But you know, as you get older, you realize, you know what, this, this is not so cute anymore and uh, it's not so attractive. So uh, good for you. And I'm glad, I'm glad you are where you are. Stay on the track. I think it's a great place for you. Great, thank you. Really appreciate the call, Jason. Good luck. Um, what What if you kind of have a setback? Like, say you make it to the 30th and then you decide, well, I'm one day away and I'm going to have a drink tomorrow. Okay. So look at the 29 days that you were sober. Now, I've got, I got friends in the AA movement and the Alcoholics Anonymous movement um, that would say that that's a horrible thing and you started zero. Mm-hmm. But after treating people for over four decades and thousands of people, let me tell you that if you get 29 out of 30 days good and you have a slip, then just reset yourself and start counting at one again. Okay. You, you, so you can't just go hiccup uh, 31? No. <laughs> you can't go hiccup 31, but it's not the end of the world. All right. Wayne's on the line. Wayne, you are almost done dry January. It's true. A day and a half. What are your thoughts as you move into February? Well, I'm going to do February as well. I, I'm Attaboy. feeling pretty confident that I think I can manage it. To be honest with you, it's been it's a lot easier than I anticipated. I was yeah. uh, concerned because I have a group of friends that love to partake in the odd uh, social drink, and yeah, it's been it's been a it's been an experience. Plus, I want to look a lot better than I did when my son gets married in the summer. There so, you go. Gotta lose some weight. So Inspiration. Let, yeah, let me ask you something. So the wedding's coming in the summer. It's like, you know, you close your eyes, it's around the corner. You're going to have a celebratory drink? Or are you, are you think you're done done? Or can you see no, yourself going no. back now that you feel so great? 
I've, I am going to go back, but I know that it will be a social drink. It will be a drink, mm-hmm. not consume that I what I did before, like multiple beer after beer after beer. And I, I, I know for myself personally that it, I'll have a drink, but it will be a drink. Okay, so let me tell you. Let me, t- let me tell you what you need. You need a sweatshirt that says, I'm now a sipper, not a drinker. <laughs> Very good. I will get that. Okay, buddy. I will get that. Thanks for calling, man. I appreciate right. it, Wayne. Best of luck. Um, this is an interesting question. How can you get help for a loved one? Like, how do you talk to them without making them defensive? Because that happens, right? Yeah, yeah. So you want to break up a relationship of any kind with anybody? Start with, you know, you need to. So it's it starts with the conversation and how to table the conversation. And I tell this to parents all the time, and I tell this to, to you know, people that are in relationships. You know, if you're in a conversation with somebody and it starts with you, like you're talking to somebody and I'm saying, Kelly, you know, you need to, like, as soon as you're in a position where I'm now judging you, because when I say you need to, I'm a, ju- I'm in a judgy position. So the position to take with loved ones is, listen, I've, you know, I've been watching you for a while. You know, I, I love you. I mean, you're very close to me. I, I, I noticed that you're, you know, I can see that you're, you're, you seem to be drinking a little more. I'm feeling kind of really uncomfortable with it kind of help me deal with it, you know, like, let me understand where it's coming from. Is it like, am I blowing this out of proportion? I mean, am I too worried about you? Or, you know, or is this like in my head? And make it about how uncomfortable you are with their behavior as opposed to how they need to change their behavior. But can't they just say, relax? Okay. So if the answer is relax, then they're not open to the conversation. So what do you do then? You wait till another window of opportunity. And hopefully each time you have, you open that window of opportunity, one of these days they're going to say, you know what, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe I've had a couple too many, even though they don't, they don't buy into the conversation immediately in the back of their minds. They're thinking that someone in their life that's important is troubled by their behavior. They're going to look at it more closely, even if they don't tell you about it. We didn't get a chance to get to Nikki, and I, I really am not going to get uh, to Nick or Nick before uh, we're done the show because we got to wrap it up. But he said his brother got out of rehab. Now he's uh, quitting as well. How much are family members' inspirations in your um, in your experience? Uh, people who have family support do seventy five percent better than people who don't. Okay. So if you've got a healthy family who's also prepared to put the booze away at Christmas time and at the mama's dinner and grandpa's uh, Sunday night, whatever's, and everyone's on board for your wellness, then you do very well. If you're pushing against rope with the people that are in your life that are closer to you, hard to succeed. I want to thank you, Yona. This hour just flew by. It's not an easy conversation to have because I think it's triggering asking people if they're going to go from dry January into dry February. Are you going to go again? Uh, you've been... Uh, so easy to listen to your advice is uh is solid and so i would urge anyone if you like what you heard today don't forget to tune in every saturday between 11 and 1 a yona hosts this great show it's called at your best he's also a performance coach and therapist but more importantly as i have 15 seconds left how can people get a hold of you if they they really want to yonabud.com perfect that's simple Thank you so much for being here. It's been great. And I, got, I want you to know that we helped a lot of people and the callers were really, uh, really inspirational and uh, really uh, made it all worthwhile. Well, you helped a lot of people and I just hung around and took it all in. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, thanks My to pleasure. Chris. Thanks to Dave. Thanks to Yona. I couldn't do this without you and I wouldn't want to. So let's do it again tomorrow.